It's Friday, March 24th, 2023. Welcome to episode 46, the first episode of spring of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Feeler. In this edition of the Postcast, a busy city council meeting brings agreements and disagreements on topics ranging from traffic improvements to police recruiting. Tuesday's storm brought high winds, downed trees, lots of work for city crews, and a combination of good news and bad news for our resident bald eagles. Low-cost loans are available if you or your business were affected by this year's storms. A new dispensary opens this weekend with a bit of a twist and a weekend full of live theater here on the island. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story, the City Council had a lot on its plate Tuesday. Among the topics, endorsing a design concept for the Clement Avenue Tilden Way project. This is a multifaceted project and includes a roundabout at the Tilden Way Blanding Avenue Fernside intersection. This intersection is a high collision area with cyclists and pedestrians disproportionately represented in accidents. 38% of the incidents involve those groups, despite accounting for only 9% of the traffic. A reduction of lanes on Tilden from 4 to either 3 or 2, depending on the area, and a reduction of the speed limit on Tilden between Broadway and the Fruitvale Bridge. The proposal would bring the limit to the Alameda standard of 25 miles per hour. The Cross Alameda Trail would be extended from the Fruitvale Bridge to Broadway. Combined with Oakland's planned bikeway, this would facilitate bike travel to the Fruitvale BART stop. The plans also call for a one-way Clement Avenue extension between Tilden and Clement, as well as a neighborhood park and a potential third dog park for Alameda. The council unanimously approved the plan, construction expected to start in 2024, with completion in 2025. The council also voted unanimously to use salary savings from vacant positions at the Alameda Police Department to establish a temporary recruitment and hiring incentive of $75,000 for police officers. This would include officers coming from other jurisdictions, academy graduates, and entry-level positions. Alameda PD has numerous unfilled positions, and the funding for these incentives essentially comes from the currently unused salaries. Part of the criteria for the incentives would be a five-year commitment to the force. Officers who voluntarily leave before that would be required to pay the city back on a prorated basis. The understaffed force coincides with a 40% increase in major crimes from 2018 to 2022. While violent crimes on Alameda are well below national and state rates, property crimes, including larceny and car thefts, are well above those averages. APD Chief Nishant Joshi noted that the staffing problem is a regional one with challenges including high housing prices, competition with other types of employment, and a general stigma associated with the police profession. Public comment was divided with some welcoming the move and others saying that the money would be better spent combating poverty as a root cause. In the end, the measure passed with two amendments, one stipulating a return to council for review in the year, and a second that would ensure administrative leave did not count toward the five-year period if an officer is found to be at fault. One item that did not pass unanimously was the confirmation of the March 7th vote to retain Alameda's unique-in-the-nation cap on charges made by third-party food delivery services like DoorDash and Uber Eats. Uber Eats Public Affairs Officer Zahid Arab contacted the Post to comment, quote, Platforms like Uber Eats require flexibility in determining how to cover costs because we don't control item pricing. Merchants set those prices, end quote. Arab said Uber Eats may have no option but to stop delivery operations in Alameda. Vice Mayor Tony Desog argued that the ordinance has been in place for more than two years, and over that time, Alameda has experienced no diminishing of food delivery services. In the end, the vote was 3-2, to two, with Trish Herrera-Spencer and Tracy Jensen dissenting. For a full look at Tuesday's council meeting, see Karen Jensen's article at alamedapost.com news.
Tuesday was a wild day weather-wise here on Alameda. What most of us thought would be just another visit from the atmospheric river turned into a bomb cyclone, bringing over an inch and a half of rain, massive wind gusts, lots of downed trees and branches. All of this was brought about by a record low-pressure system, the lowest ever recorded in March in the Bay Area, breaking a record that stood since 1942. The violence of the storm was due in part to what is called the Fujiwara effect, usually seen when two tropical cyclones are near each other. For us, two systems combined, and you saw the results. Alameda Police Dispatch answered 656 calls and logged 343 incidents during Tuesday's storm. From this person behind a microphone, these people have my appreciation and gratitude. The fire department was busy with downed trees, including a rescue when a tree fell on an occupied vehicle. Alameda Municipal Power dealt with scattered outages. City crews removed trees from roadways and advised residents to stay safe. McKinley Park's playground was destroyed by a fallen tree. All in all, a very eventful Tuesday. Here at The Post, we were glad to do our part to help keep people informed via our website and social media channels. We gladly join all our neighbors in thanking all of our city staff, police, firefighters, rescue teams, and emergency workers for keeping us informed and safe during the storm. Check out alamedapost.com news for a complete wrap-up of Tuesday's aftermath. During the storm, some folks were concerned about our feathered friends at Karika Park. How did our resident bald eagles fare in the storm? The good news is that the eagles and the nest both survived. The bad news is the clutch of eggs was not so fortunate. It appears that the eggs did not make it, although the birds have been seen attempting to mate again, and there is the possibility of more eggs this season. If not, eagles are creatures of habit and may well return next year. If you'd like to get to know more about Big Junior, the female of our nesting pair, Cheryl Nelson Embry of Friends of the Alameda Wildlife Reserve has a great profile of her, along with some excellent photos by Rick Lewis. Find the article at alamedapost.com features. This year's parade of atmospheric river events has resulted in the Federal Emergency Management Agency, including Alameda County, in its list of declared disaster areas. While the time to apply for FEMA assistance has passed, the Small Business Administration is offering loans to those affected. These long-term, low-interest rate loans are available to businesses of all size, private nonprofit organizations, homeowners, and renters to repair or replace uninsured and underinsured disaster-damaged property. After registering and submitting the required documentation, you may be eligible for loans of up to $25,000 for physical damage and $25,000 for economic injury. For process details and links, see alamedapost.com news. If your local business could use a facelift, there's still time to get in on the City of Alameda's Community Development Department Facade Grant Program. These matching grants of up to $15,000 are available to businesses in various areas across the island, including the downtown and Webster District, a historic station area such as Grand Chestnut or Willow, a gateway into the city, and the Naval Air Station Historic District. For a great example of what can be done with these grants, check out Island Savoy Market at 1200 Lincoln. The deadline to apply is Tuesday the 28th. Details at alamedapost.com news. After some shaky times in pandemic, new businesses are opening. The latest is the Park Social Cannabis Lounge at 1222 Park Street. Park Social is a locally owned dispensary. One of the owners, four-time Gold Glove winner Jimmy Rollins. Their grand opening is this Saturday with a ribbon cutting, raffles, and food trucks. The event runs from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. In keeping with California law, anyone entering the facility must be at least 21 years old with proper ID. Details at alamedapost.com news. Another local business just expanded its presence on the island. Signal Coffee Roasters' second Alameda location just opened at 2318A Central Avenue, across from the Alameda Theater. 
Of course, many are still celebrating the rebirth of Ramiro and Sons Taqueria, now known as Taqueria Mi Burrito. Our own Liz Barrett stopped by to take it all in at the grand reopening and filed a great report at alamedapost.com features. Yours truly took advantage of the return and, strictly in the name of journalism, ordered a burrito on Sunday. I can confirm what Liz reported. The only thing that's changed is the name. The island institution remains the same. Another fan, Seagull of Two Birds from Alameda. Check out Seagull's love affair with lunch in the latest cartoon from Brees at alamedapost.com slash op-ed. This Sunday, April 2nd, join Dennis Evanoski for Bay Farm Island, B.C., before Cowan. The Walking History Tour meets at Tillman Park at 10 a.m. For tickets, visit alamedapost.com tours. For an introduction, see Dennis's article at alamedapost.com history. Alamedapost.com slash events, your source for happenings all across the island. Lots of events to choose from. This weekend, you have your choice of three great theater productions. Alameda High School Drama offers the final weekend of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, Friday and Saturday night with a matinee on Sunday. Gene Kahane provides a lyrical review at alamedapost.com slash features. Gene also provides us with a preview of The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, which opens Friday at Ensignal High and runs through April 1st. Altarina Playhouse opens their run of Ruthless, the musical, the story of a naive 1950s housewife, Judy, and her adorable but sociopathic eight-year-old daughter, Tina. Encouraged by her manager, Sylvia, Tina will do anything to get the lead role in her school play, including murdering the leading lady. Winner of the 1993 Outer Critics Circle Award for Best Off-Broadway Musical, the show runs through April 30th. Again, keep your eye on alamedapost.com events. Thank you for supporting local news for Alameda. See all the benefits of membership at alamedapost.com slash memberships. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Mastodon. Find the postcast wherever you get your podcast, or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler, and I'll be back next Friday with episode 47 of the Alameda Postcast. <laughs>